Hey, this is the Councilman, inviting you to tune in for Down Ballot, live every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, right here on Echoplex Media, or on your favorite podcatcher. Get the dip on local derp from the folks who know it best, us. And don't forget to stay tuned for local love. Down Ballot, because all derp is local.
right, welcome podcast listeners, welcome live viewers, and oh, of course, live listeners, anybody over there on the IceCast. This is The Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond in the red light. The podcast is the 8 to 9 p.m. Pacific hour. If you want the whole thing, audio and video, go to patreon.com slash echoplex. Join at the $5 level or higher, and you'll get that sent to your inbox as soon as I publish it. Hopefully Monday morning, but usually Monday afternoon. Um, you can find this podcast on any podcatcher. If you're checking it out on Spotify or Apple Apple Podcasts or whatever, make sure you're following it. And uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. This, this right here, this is what the people want. Police officers... They've gone insane. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the torture stops. I don't hate the cops. Or when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops. They're a sensitive bunch. If you don't stop throwing your rocks, snap, crackle, pop. It's the sound of a taser. Your body drops. Don't hate the cops. But don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops. Don't hate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law Don't hate the cops start off tonight with sore loser lake doing more sore loser shit this is her on real america's voice the steve bannon's network i don't know exactly whose show it on is on because i don't watch the clips before we uh do this show because it would be boring if i had already seen all the clips this 
Days ago, in a private ceremony with a, uh, just a few members of the media in attendance to record uh, the event, the former Secretary of State and Democrat candidate for Governor Katie Hobbs was sworn in as Arizona's fifth female governor. Meanwhile, her 2022 GOP opponent, Carrie Lake, has been working hard uh, through the court system to try to get the voters of Arizona justice. That's what they're looking for. Count all the votes. That's what all Carrie Lake has ever asked for. She's joining us right now with a very important update. Carrie, great to have you on the show. It's really good to be here. (laughs) I was like, wait, what happened? She's just on the phone, like audio only or whatever. I was like, why isn't she talking? Note, actually, that the media was not invited. They had one photographer that was invited to the swearing in. Unbelievable. Um, Obviously, my uh, basement, I called her basement Biden, basement uh, Hobbs uh, opponent is afraid of the media still because they might ask her some tough questions about this um, botched election where she feels that free and fair elections really don't matter, shouldn't be determining an election. It should be um, how many laws you can break to make sure that you have a, a botched rigged election. And that's exactly what we had in Arizona. And that's why I'm fighting it. Yeah, you are. And you said you would fight it and you have lived up to your word. I want to ask you about the latest uh, request to go right to the Arizona. I guess it doesn't matter that she's been ineffective and people have been laughing at her the whole time. At least she's fighting. Supreme Court. Tell us why that's important. Well, this case is going to eventually make it to the Arizona Supreme Court no matter what. So there's really nothing to be gained by waiting uh, on taking this for the Supreme Court. They should just, uh, we believe, grant us that uh, request. Right now, the appeals court has uh, filed our appeal. We filed our appeals brief on Friday, New Year's Eve. We're really pleased that the appeals court has set briefing schedules. And then they have put on a schedule uh, a date for like this graphic they have of the phone. Like the look, look at this very high tech phone. They've got a, a Lincoln on it. It's got five G waves coming off of the phone. This is pretty impressive. Possible oral arguments for January twenty fourth, but. As I said, there's really no reason to um, put this on the appeals court when no matter what happens, this will end up with the Arizona Supreme Court. And so we're asking. So she's like, actually, you just need to let me skip one of the steps that you have to skip when you do this. I Just let me skip the steps. I just want to go. <clears throat> I need to talk to the district manager immediately. I need to speak with the CEO. The Supreme Court of this state to take this case up. The governor is not duly elected right now. Right now, Hobbs has not been duly elected, and this must be resolved as quickly as possible. So we're asking them for to allow the skipping over the appellate portion of the court system and go directly to them. And we have very strong arguments. We will win on the merits. We will win on the evidence when they take a look at it. Carrie, um, for those who attend swearing-in ceremonies, I, I don't think that people typically think of the part where someone swears allegiance to and commitment to and adherence to the Constitution. They don't typically think of that as a laugh line, but that's what it was for Katie Hobbs, allegedly. She laughed when she uh, got to that part of her swearing-in. Oh, she laughed at the Constitution. For the lack of seriousness with which the Arizona elections were handled, at least on her part. Your thoughts? You know, she refused to even conduct herself professionally in front of the media during the campaign process. She didn't debate. She didn't debate her demo. All she had to do was shut up because you crazy. Like, that says a lot more about Carrie Lake than it does about uh, Hobbs, right? It says that the the strategy of her opponent was that Carrie Lake is so bonkers that we should just shut the fuck up and let Carrie Lake do all the media hits she wants and we'll probably win. 
That says a lot about Carrie Lake, not a lot about her opponent, the duly elected governor of, of Arizona. Pratt opponent. She didn't debate me. She's afraid to speak. She's um, an she just doesn't speak at all. She's afraid to, to speak forth solutions to our problems. And, you know, when you don't have the practice of speaking because you duck reporters and you duck the very voters that you're trying to get to vote for you, then you, you're not very professional in public. And we saw that with her at that swearing in ceremony. It was really uh, shocking, frankly, to see when uh, taking the oath of office that you would chuckle and laugh when you're asked to uphold the Constitution. Not totally surprising because they don't uphold the laws when it comes to elections. And when she ran the secretary of state's office, she did not uphold the laws. And we have the law is that, that Carrie Lake gets to win. She didn't uphold laws, that law numerous times when it came to our election. And the most uh, egregious of all is sabotaging Election Day voting so that when our supporters showed up three to one, we had 75 percent of Election Day voters were voting for me. 60% of the polling locations went down, were inoperational. Or no, they keep saying this. The polling locations didn't go down. 60% of them had some kind of technical malfunction during the day, which I would imagine <clears throat> probably isn't very, an uncommon number. Especially inoperational. We found out during my trial that they intentionally printed a 19-inch ballot image on a 20-inch ballot paper, and that caused the tabulators to jam. And we know that they didn't do proper signature verification on mail-in ballots. And that's really the only... This one drives me crazy. Do they think that the government's going to hire like a bunch of handwriting experts? Also, I think handwriting expert might be one of those things like body language expert where people aren't... It's not really uh, reliable anyway. But do they think they're going to hire people who charge for their time to do like handwriting analysis? No. And the... They're just going to let most of the ballots through because your signature isn't going to be the same every time you sign something unless you have like perfect fucking penmanship. But then only like kindergarten teachers would be able to vote by mail. Security you have for a mail-in ballot are signature verifications and chain of custody. And we know that for tens of thousands of mail-in ballots, there was no signature verification. And for nearly 300,000 mail-in or ballots, I should say, there was no chain of custody. And the fact that the lower court judge just overlooked all of that and, and allowed for perjury to take place um, on the stand is really shocking. That's why we're pushing this into the appellate court and hopefully the Arizona Supreme Court. The people of Arizona are furious. They're, some of them are despondent. They're saying, we did everything right. We got politically involved. We showed up and voted. And the, the system, the election system, sabotaged election day so that our vote didn't count or we were disenfranchised and now they're watching as an imposter steps in to the governor's office and they're shocked they're they're reaching out to me saying what can we do the courts have to they have to listen to this case and they have to get it right it is amazing and you had some very powerful testimony on your behalf uh, experts saying that it could not have been happen chance what happened the morning of election day that this was an intentional set of acts for that many sites to be uh, taken offline the way they were how do we get to the next point I, I, you're going to litigate this how do we force election officials to do the things that we've paid them to do for 10 years maricopa county's had the same bad groundhog movie it just keeps happening every day how do we get it to change <laughs> it gets worse it gets worse. I it mean, does. with President right. Trump, they did this 
they did this in the middle of the night and our movement was so big no counting votes in the middle of the night they couldn't just do this in the middle of the night they had to pull out all the stops and do this in broad daylight so everyone saw it the way we get it uh, uh, changed is we get what the real governor the duly elected governor myself in there to work with lawmakers to change our laws put some teeth into the laws and frankly we need to uh, recall every one of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Oh, no. Oh, uh, this is going to be a shit show. Richard, the two men in charge of this election who started a super PAC to uh, raise money and try to defeat me. And then they're in charge of the election when I'm on the ballot. They are unprofessional. They're incompetent. And I believe there was malicious intent in the behavior, uh, the, the, those men's behavior, when it came to our elections, so we have a lot of work to do, but it's not going to happen with an, with a, a a person like Katie Hobbs uh, you, stealing the governor's office. Let me ask you this real quick. We got about thirty seconds left. Would you support a recall of Katie Hobbs? Let's see where we get. I'd really like to have the Supreme Court make a ruling on this, but I I'm she's like I don't want to have to do a recall. Literally at wit's end. And she's like I just want a judge to agree with me and and make me the governor. Have to do. Um, she. It was not duly elected. I believe in free and fair, honest and transparent elections, and I will not stop fighting until we get those in Arizona. This is about making sure the voice of Arizona is heard. That's it. There's no doubt you've proven that. Carrie, what an honor to have you, and thank you for that update. We're going to be watching very close. That's not really an honor to have Carrie Lake on um, on your show. She's going on everybody's shows, running around sore loser Lake, and I have a feeling this is going to fizzle out. She wants to, I have a feeling she's going to get like declined by the, um, get turned down by the appellate court. And then I think the Supreme court of Arizona is just not going to take the, like take up the case. I think that's how this is going to end. And then she's, I don't know how the fuck she's ever, how's she going to get on fucking TV anymore? Cause in, I mean, really this is, this is just about Carrie Lake getting on TV. I think a lot of these people just want to get on TV. So up next is uh they should just you know when your when your plane when your flight gets canceled because of the weather the federal government should just send a fucking bus and just take you where you're going it makes perfect sense federal buses everybody but if they were illegal immigrants stuck at the airport buses would have uh, showed up yeah, that's true the United States government would have found airplanes to fly them at night to get them where to go so and the same thing with the blizzard where were the federal agents where is where were the federal where was Mulder and Scully where was Mulder and Scully? Where were the federal agents? Mulder was off trying to find out who was using the weather machine to cause the fucking weather problem. Administration when American people are in trouble. Because Buttigieg could make some things happen. We can get some buses. We can get some stuff. It might not be yeah. planes, trains, and automobiles. There's, hey, yeah. it might not be the way you get there, but we'll get you there. Yeah. Because that's the American way. Nope. We'll let you know on Saturday. In the meantime, just... Does this guy think the feds just have buses near every airport that they can just deploy to take you somewhere? Like, if it's like snowing and shit, how the fuck is the bus going to get to the airport? What a, this, this dumb motherfucker. Airport for anyone who's ever done it, not a good time. So it's, I just, it's such a just great point. Out there. We have paid for so many flights and bus trips for illegals throughout this. Um, excellent point, Tyrus. Oh. Uh... Man, that was like a like almost Dan Badondi level stupid. Like if the planes can't take off, buses are gonna have a hard time uh, fucking getting to the airport. Like, come on. The weather was bad and people couldn't get where they were going. And fucking Southwest made some fucking pro- made some uh, mistakes too. They weren't prepared. But like it was a fucking 
it was like a weather event. It was a pretty severe weather event. I mean, it didn't happen to me because I live in California, but it was a fairly severe weather event. Unfortunately, though, the cancellations are still happening, which I don't understand. Maybe some of their, maybe a bunch of their equipment got damaged because they weren't prepared. I don't fucking know. Southwest has been pretty quiet about it. But here's a clip of the fucking five on Fox doing what they do. They're going to fucking contradict themselves. They're going to say that this is all uh, that Pete Buttigieg should have done something, but also that the government can't do anything right. But have no fear. Mayor Pete from South Bend is on the case. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says he'll come down hard on Southwest. Ooh, tough guy. But why didn't Mayor Pete prevent this from happening in the first With place? You, Joe Biden doesn't care. I mean, he's flying Air Force One. All his rich climate friends are flying private. Um, what can the government do anyway? Yeah, that's what's yeah. going to happen. That is usually the government solution. Just spend more money. You make a great point. They could have, you know, uh, upgraded their own system. They had the money to do that. At the same time. But they, I thought the federal government spends too much money. You don't just like fucking push a like a it's not like running a Windows update. Like if you have to upgrade systems, that's expensive. Katie, uh, you know, the government put some really awful mandates on yeah. the airline industry and a lot of people left the the industry because they were forced out because of mandates yep. and it created shortages so the government creates these problems right. and then gets mad and 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 postures <laughs> yeah. when things aren't going um, right however these calls for the government to come in and do something to change this problem, especially with someone like Pete Buttigieg, who couldn't even fill potholes in his town yeah. where he was mayor. Uh, I think that he will make it worse. It was President Reagan who said. So they want the, the government should be doing something, but also the government's completely incompetent, can't even fill a fuck pothole. So actually what we don't want is the government to do anything. What we want is a time machine so we can go back in time and get rid of government regulation that supposedly caused this. I think I think that's what we're where we're at right now said some of the most terrifying words in the English language are I'm here from the government and I'm I'm here to help. Oh, you can't even quote that. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I think that they'll make it worse that the government over regulates a number of these industries. And when Congress takes a look at this, uh, especially House Republicans in January with the new uh, Congress, I hope that they ask the question about are there regulations that are causing more problems for the industry? rather than only looking at putting on more regulations to prevent this from happening in the future. Ultimately on the question of Congress, do you think they can make it better? Because I'm not sure government makes these things improved. I th you, does she know that Pete Buttigieg isn't a member of the Congress? I think they pass laws for more regulation that actually makes it harder to manage these, these issues. I think they always make it worse. And I think they compound the problem. And when you have people running around flapping their gums, like the Secretary of Transportation, saying, no, no, everything's fine. It's all going to be better. Because then they don't have to do any real work. Like, this, that was, like, you could tell. And uh, Decoding Fox News does a good job when when she cuts things up, she'll fade to black so that you know there's a clip, a cut there, um, which is good. Other people clip things um, deceptively. If you were listening, you couldn't hear that. But go ahead and take a look. The, the, video, the video should be up on Odyssey and other places. Um, but... It was just, it was just, they were just kept, it was all contradictory. It was like, oh, the government should fix this. The government can't do anything right. Oh, we need to undo the regulation. Well, I don't know. How's the government going to undo the regulation? <sighs> I'm surprised they didn't blame masks. They could have blamed masks and the vaccine, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Anyway, here's, um, they were talking about Mayor Pete. I'm not the biggest fan of Mayor Pete. He okay, though. He seems to be doing an okay job over there at transportation, um, all things considered. Uh, here's him on a Brett Bayer show and Brett Bayer's asking like basically like why did you take your husband on on a trip 
And uh, Mayor Pete does a pretty good job of uh, answering the question. Uh, you also brought your husband, uh, Chaston, on a military aircraft to attend a sporting event in Netherlands. Um, have, was that <laughs> That's what it's been to put on. No, no, no. But I mean, was that reimbursed? Because that was one of the controversies. Of course the not. Price. I led a presidential delegation to support American wounded warriors the and Invictus injured games. service members, the Invictus Games, as has been tradition for many years. I led the American delegation. It was one of the great honors of my time in this job. And the diplomatic protocol on a presidential delegation is that the principal is often accompanied by their spouse. It was a great trip. It was incredible. It was also a few weeks into the Ukraine war. So we had a chance at the U.S. Embassy to engage with the Ukrainian competitors, also wounded service members. Some of them went from the games back to the battlefield to fight for their country. I also took the opportunity to sit with the Prime Minister of the Netherlands to look at port infrastructure, Dutch port infrastructure. But here's what I want you to understand. Before me, uh, it was the Secretary of the Army under President Trump who took that trip with his wife. Before that, it was Mrs. Trump as First Lady who went to the Invictus Games. Uh, before that, Mrs. Obama did the same thing. Sure. And I guess the question on my mind is, if no one's raising questions about why Secretary Esper and his wife led that delegation, no, and as well they should have, then why is it any different when it's me and my husband? Understood. So the last... Oh, I know why. I know why. It's because they fucking, they want to make, they want to remind their audience that the fuck Pete Buttigieg is gay because their audience is fucking bigots. Um, it was a valid question at the end. He's like, why? He's like, here's how it's always been done in the past. The last four times it was like this. Mine is not out of the ordinary. <clears throat> why are you asking me this? That's a fair question. Here's Fox's the five. This is a uh, Fox five. This is Fox's the five heavy episode. Um, this is uh, it's about being a go-getter and working hard. Fucking crazy town. Jesse, yeah. I bet you will agree with me on this. It doesn't really take much to pretend you're a go-getter. People have this idea that you have to work, <laughs> no, you have, that you have to work hard. You don't. You just show up. You got your nice little hair and your tie. You show up on time. I just got here. Yeah, you, did. <laughs> you just got. You, you're barely. I was doing errands all day. You were doing errands all day. You don't prepare. But it's, if you look the part and you act the part, you can be very successful without really trying. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right, Greg Gutfeld, who stole literally fucking stole the Garfield logo for your your late night comedy show or whatever the fuck it is yeah i guess i mean you can phone it in on your logo you can, you can get away with a whole lot of stuff here's uh you remember the flying chair incident where that customer service person deflected a flying chair not unlike a boss actually well here's fox is the five um talking about that and the reason this is kind of interesting is they often criticize the view for talking about kind of similar um things that happen in our culture and in our society. So here's them, you know, talking about the chair. Who's being called the Waffle House Avenger after an epic brawl caught on camera is now personal. Dude, that's, whoa, fucking like a cat. Oh, that's even better. She became famous because she caught the chair. Right. When the chair was thrown out, she caught the she chair. Deflected, yeah, that was a chair. Wonder Woman no, move. Yeah, yeah. An Avenger. Uh, world star, hip-hop. Uh, that's what everybody does with this stuff. And 
Dana, who would and this, the, yeah, fights at a Waffle House have become something that people see on TV or uh, want to watch on the internet. I should say. Oh, no, just the, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh, Fox what a train wreck! Yeah, yeah, she's she's starting. It. She's starting next week. <laughs> so uh, you know, she's got a, my show's she, better she, than she this. Admired her gumption. She's gonna do a lot of the yeah, outdoor gumption. stuff. She's, yeah, she's gonna catch chairs. Yeah. With she won't be throwing any axes. <laughs> oh man, that I'm just telling you that. After the, if you throw a chair at a person and they handle the chair that way, do not come for them. They just like handled a flying chair in a yeah you know, in a pretty dramatic way. So uh, here's Jesse Waters. This is going. He's going to be talking about the uh, cartels and the intelligence services, and he's going to make a pretty wild claim based on there's a YouTube video that he saw that he doesn't even really reference in this. It's a pretty pretty wild clip. What do, you, what do you mean? This thing's having a sad. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Twitter, not working the best as far as like have, using it uh, as a video player during this show when it just has to work the first time. Not doing so hot. Anyway, here's um, Waters talking about the intelligence services and the drug cartels. Tell me if this is a coincidence. When Trump built a wall on the border and then threatened to designate the cartels as a terrorist organization, the FBI and CIA did everything it could to help Biden beat him. What? Are the cartels off limits? Kind of seems like it. Is the CIA working with the cartels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, short, short. This is Waters Proof, an unidentified man from a YouTube video. Notice the cryon simply lists him as journalist. In this clip, he offers no real proof of anything. I could find a number of videos on YouTube about the flat earth, lizard people, or that this man is John F. Kennedy Jr. So Waters, if you're going to make a claim that bold, you better back it up. Yeah, I mean, short, short answer is yes. They are. <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. Fox... They'll, that's actually weird for Fox. They don't usually just say whatever somebody said on a YouTube video. They, even Waters doesn't usually do that. I wonder what's going on over there. Here's Tucker Carlson going full on died suddenly. I don't know if anybody saw that trash fire of a documentary. Uh, but here's Tucker, you know, doing his impression of it. What don't we know? Well, what we don't know could fill volumes, starting with why DeMar Hamlin had a heart attack on a football field. Well, he got hit really hard in, in his, in a chest by another football player. We do not know the answer, and there is no way to know the answer. We're not going to lie to you and pretend we do know the answer. But that has not stopped many others from lying to you. We know the most likely answer is that it was due to trauma. Hamlin was still lying on the field receiving CPR when self-described medical experts in the media, people with no demonstrated medical ethics at all, effectively witch doctors, decided to use his tragic life-threatening injuries an opportunity to spread still more propaganda about the COVID shots. It could not have been the shot, they told you. Shut up. Well, yeah, we're tired. We have, yeah, shut up. We're tired of this shit. Yeah, shut up. They don't know that. They don't know anything more than we know, which is effectively nothing. 
we can't say maybe he was poisoned before the game by a spy it was the shot we can't say it wasn't the shot we don't know whether he got the shot we don't know and neither do they so why are they telling you they know something they don't well it's not the first time of course <laughs> like the the the, the the answer is that it's like very unlikely that it was due to the vaccine and it's most likely that it was due to trauma from being on the field from what happened immediately before and it looks like he's going to be okay it looks like well not maybe not okay he may be you know this, this is a serious injury a serious medical problem but it looks like the guy's going to live so that's good i'm glad that guy's going to live here we go here's more tucker this is uh this guy on tucker is going for father of the fucking year here check this asshole out Mr. Younger, thank you very much for coming on. Will you how, watch that video how, and it just yeah. oh, hurts? Yeah, I mean, it's the first iPhone video I ever took. Uh, and, you know, my blood ran cold when I realized what she had planned for that boy. And, you know, it, it, it escalated to eventually she registered him in school as a girl. I had to put, shut that down. So the Capel School District began to secretly transition my son. I'd bring my son to school in boys' clothes, and they'd give him a dress and make him use the girls' restroom. What? And it even escalated further where she began to present him to the world as a girl. I lived under temporary orders from a court where I wasn't even allowed to tell my son that he was a boy, where I had to present him to the world as a girl. And, you know, my, my, his twin brother got completely confused by all this. We wound up going to a 2019 trial where the courts gave me 50-50 custody and joint conservator rights to check her ability to transition my son. And the corrupt Democrat establishment in Dallas County transferred my case into the 301st District Court with Judge Mary Brown, and she never implemented the uh, trial with a jury verdict, and as through temporary orders, stripped me of all my parental rights and eventually allowed my ex to move to California right before, just a, just a few days before, the sanctuary law in California went into effect. So I feel like there's more to this story. First of all, this guy's misgendering his own child. Like, even if you don't agree with this stuff or whatever, like, fucking be kind to your own child if you're going to talk about them on TV, for fuck's sake. Um, but I feel like if the judge let somebody leave the state, something else is going on here. Because in custody, in custody disputes, even the nastiest custody disputes, even when one of the parents gets, like, less than, you know, 30, like a third of the time custody or whatever, letting one of the parents leave the state is very uncommon, very uncommon. And so there's, I just think there's probably more going on than what, uh, what we got on that clip and kind of maybe what this guy's telling the public. I, I'd be either letting, letting one of the parents leave the state with, with a kid is like so uncommon in custody disputes. There are times when there are times when both parents are even amenable to it, where the, the courts are like, nah, we don't want you to do this. It'll make it too hard for, you know, for you to co-parent or whatever. So something else is fucking going on there. And we'll kind of keep an eye on it because that other shoe's going to drop. Anyway, here's uh, Kirk Cameron. If you can imagine, Kirk Cameron uh, doesn't like uh, drag shows. Yeah, I mean, there is definitely a war being waged on childhood innocence. Why do you think that liberals, um, people who are part of these this drag queen story hour and, and, and these kinds of performances that they're trying to gear up for kids, why are they targeting our kids in your view? You know, I, I think that most people just live out their worldview. I think they're probably being consistent with what they believe. And what I would like to see is for the family of faith to be more consistent with what we believe. 
If we really believe that children are given to us as parents, not given to the government, not given to public libraries or public schools that are run by the government, then we ought to be guarding their minds and then teaching them and creating the culture we want for them rather yeah. than complaining about giving them to others who create the culture yeah. we don't want for them. Yeah, there, there, there's no question about that. And the parents who take their kids to that are are more responsible than the drag queens who are putting on the show, for sure. I want to talk to you about this because belief in God is now, um, at, according to polls, is at an all-time low. Nearly 20% of Americans don't believe in God. Kirk, I have a little theory on They're this. They're even short-selling that number. I think that part of this has been put on overdrive. This is a poll from the Hill. When churches were shut down and when sadly so many priests and pastors agreed to take orders from the government, closed their church doors, and in essence sent the message that um, our spiritual life and church is not important, um, is not essential. Now, it's impossible to pinpoint one reason for more Americans losing faith in God or organized religion. But since they are talking about child sexual abuse, well, the Catholic Church has had a systemic problem that went back decades that included thousands of victims. And then there's the Southern Baptist Convention that also had a sexual abuse scandal. And in the UK, there was a study that found child sexual abuse across all major religions. And this, of course, doesn't happen at every church or every congregation. And there's plenty of religious people who would never abuse children. However, it has been a problem. There's also just reasons that like people would leave. Rel- I think that 20% number is too low. When I, uh, I thought it was like 25%. And I know that sounds just like, oh, it's just 5%, but that's actually uh, a, f- a 25% increase going from 20 to 25%. I thought it was like closer to 25%. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> Kirk Cameron is weird. He wasn't even really able to hit the right talking points that he was supposed to be hitting. He, the talking points he's supposed to be hitting is that like those children are in danger. These are sexualized shows. All those are all the fucking talking points he was supposed to be hitting. And instead he was like, why are you even sending your kid to the fucking school or the library in the first place? And so whatever, that was like kind of a weak, a weak news hit on that. Like a weak, that was very weak propaganda. So I just want to express that especially fuck this particular Salt Lake City cop. Salt Lake City Police Department isn't saying much about this incident other than that the officer was off duty at the time and not in one of the police cruisers. Now, the victim, on the other hand, who asked that we call him Theodore Donnie, says this incident is a sign of a much bigger problem. Oh my God. It all starts with Theodore Donnie's vehicle getting rear-ended. But quickly escalates. Donnie says Thomas Cagle told him he was a police officer. It's just not like the thing you lead with, especially when you're in an accident. He says within a matter of minutes, things got heated. He was like telling my girlfriend to stop talking and, you know, like I get her away from me, almost like something like that. But he says he never could have predicted what happened next. Donnie says he was trying to open his trunk when Cagle hit him. I think he saw it as an opportunity to kind of take me out. Donnie says he was pinned for several seconds, saying Cagle just sat there. He had 35 seconds to think about what he had did 
and back the vehicle up. He could have backed up at any moment, and he chose not to. That's when Donnie says he told his girlfriend to move the vehicle, pulling their car forward. Oh, my God! In a statement, Salt Lake City Police Chief Mike Brown says in part, in reviewing the information and materials I have received so far, I am concerned and disappointed by this incident, which does not align with our core values and expectations. The institutions need to do a better job of vetting these individuals to, to ensure they're they're there to uphold the Constitution and protect us, not crush people's legs because they see an opportunity to do that. Now, these are cops, dude. Those are cops. According to court documents, witnesses say Cagle was struggling to keep his balance and was slurring his words. And officers say he admitted to drinking before that crash. My God. Um, the one thing the guy said at the end is, oh, the cops are supposed to be there to protect us. I was like, no, they're not. That's not what the cops do. Cops are not to protect and serve. Generally, they're there to intimidate and harass. So we got a good liars video, thankfully. Um, this one is Joe Biden is, I don't know, I guess he was killed in the fucking QAnon trials or whatever. And uh, there's actors playing him. And you will you might recognize some of the names of the actors who are uh, playing uh Joe Biden. You think Biden is not alive right now? No, the guy that's doing the stand-up job of trying to wake people up is an actor wearing a mask. I mean, there's several different people playing Joe Biden at this point. And when, when he fell up the stairs going on the airplane, I myself think that that was Jim Carrey. <laughs> that he was one of them. I, wait, 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 wait. You think that Jim Carrey was wearing a mask... And was the acting president and being silly by falling up the stairs three different times. And James Woods also, I think, is one of the doppelganger mask wearing people. So people in chat, I don't usually talk to chat during the podcast part, but somebody in chat thinks that she's a troll. If she's trolling, she's pretty good at it. Because that is what some of these fucking cooked brain people would say. We've heard people say stuff like that, that, you know, before it was Hillary Clinton, that was, that was the, uh, that was the one that had been killed in the tribunals and there was like a actor playing her. And now it's Joe Biden. This is not like a new, like genre of dumb thing that people say. If she was trolling, she's pretty good. And she did her homework. So here we got Cocaine Don Jr. talking about the FTX scandal. And, uh, well. They want to take those funds and donate them to leftist causes rather than giving them back to investors and all of that other stuff. But this is a person who was wrapped up in that scandal. She ran a fund that was involved in it. A close colleague of crypto king Sam Bankman-Fried, Ellison is now pleading guilty saying she knew what they did was illegal. So she knew what they did was illegal. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you plead guilty and say, I know what I did was illegal. Yes. Good job, Don. But the Washington Post is still trying to make her into a victim. Okay, I mean, think about that. The Washington Post. She might have got manipulated by some. I don't know enough about the person he's talking about. She might have been to some extent manipulated by some of these people. And she's going to plead guilty and turn state's evidence in exchange for a softer sentence. Because maybe the investigators through like reading communications or whatever could 
feel like she was manipulated by these people. And now the investigators are like, well, fuck, if she got manipulated by the Sam Bankman-Fried guy, we can also manipulate her. Owned by Jeff Bezos. Okay, so it's the Amazon Washington Post. Other notable headlines from the Washington Post in the past. Abu Bakr, my dad took out, it was leading ISIS. He's an austere religious scholar, not a murderer, rapist, piece of crap. This is this the is Washington extra. Post. This is another article from the Washington Post. Before the FTX collapse, founder Sam Bankman-Fried poured millions into pandemic prevention. He's such a good guy, we should make sure he gets off easy. And guess what, folks? In our system, he probably will. Unlike no, that guy's going to get the fucking book thrown at him. You, or certainly not me. All the people that worked with him are going to fucking turn on him. And they're going to get their sentences reduced because they're going to testify against him. And they're going to say things that aren't in the email conversations and aren't like already in evidence. And this guy is going to get so fucked. And he fucking deserves it. Don Jr. I, I Maybe Don Jr.'s right, but I think I'm right. If we actually did the things that he did, most of those initiatives have come to a sudden halt, according to the Washington Post. I wonder why. Because it seems as though he defrauded billions from people and poured them into leftist causes. And they're shocked. They want he also gave money. He also gave money to Republicans and right wing causes. He just did it like using dark money, like using. Yeah, it was like dark money stuff. Because he didn't want to be on the record doing it. Because he was doing that weird effective altruism shit. One of them fucking braver angels. Steven Pinker ass motherfuckers. I hate those people. Folks, the legacy media, they took their money to write headlines for them, in my opinion, right? And by golly, they're going to write them. Whether they deserve them or not. Whether it's current or not. They paid for those headlines with probably your money or other people's defrauded money, and they're going to write the headlines. The Washington Post... Most people didn't invest in FTX. Most people did not have money in FTX. ...literally only exists to push Democrat Party and progressive talking points and to stir up hatred, whether it's racial or otherwise, to make sure you get through the extremist leftist paywall for their subscribers. What? Anyone that still considers them a reputable purveyor of... What the fuck? Like, that was all over the place. And he started talking about, like, drumming up racial hatred and stuff. He, this guy couldn't even, this guy couldn't even, like, stay on the subject. And, like, for the the conservatives, because most of the uh, SBF's on-the-record donations were to liberal causes and Democrats, they could just pretend the, the dark money stuff that he used to, you know, grease the hand, grease the other hand, um... That that shit didn't happen, but Don Jr. couldn't fucking just stay on that talking point. He was so, I don't know, whacked out or fucking hyped up or whatever. They had to just start fucking doing talking point soup about race, about racism and the Washington Post and Jeff Bezos. And he just couldn't, he just couldn't hold it together for like a simple, a simple dunk. Couldn't do it. Well, looks like, uh, looks like old Tuck Tuck went on the Charlie Kirk show and, uh, they probably had a really interesting conversation. We may end up watching the whole conversation between Tucker and uh, Charlie Kirk sometime, but here's here's just a little bit of it, and it's you know it's weird. Actually, <laughs> the same people that wanted the bomb Baghdad now want to blitzkrieg a female's 
body to change what? their nature from female to male. It's the same thing. <laughs> we are. Why is he laughing? Our will on what is to what we think. One hundred percent. We're in charge of nature. Yes. Wait, what? And I, I, you know, on one level, I find it kind of, kind of poignant, sort of sad, almost. Like, no, I'm in charge. Really? Can you forestall your own death for twenty years? No, you can't. You can't even cure baldness, dude. Shut up. You have no power, actually. And by you... We do have medication that's fairly effective against hair loss. Some of it's just expensive. Uh, the transplants are kind of traumatic. We have stuff that works. I mean, up to and including the President of the United States or anyone else who thinks he's God. You know, you actually don't have that much power. And again, that's not like my opinion. And it's not even my wish. I wish people had more power to change the course of human events and to change nature. But they don't Wait, what? have any power, actually. So... It's a question of whether you're going to acknowledge reality or not. And we're just all a lot better off when you do, I think. Oh, that I don't know. I don't know if I want to watch that whole thing. It would probably be infuriating. But we may end up watching it during the postgame uh, tonight or maybe even on the intellectual Dollar Tree. Who knows? So our next video is from CES. And I swear to you, every year that CES has been in person, this has happened. These people, these are the dumbest motherfuckers walking the planet. The people who are impressed by this, check that out. Check this out. Tell me if you're impressed by this. This is the Vegas loop. Elon's answer to traffic. It's going to save about 15 minutes or 20 minutes of walking. I'm going to show you what that looks like. We take the escalator. Well, a train would do the same thing, asshole. ...downstairs and pick up a Tesla. This is the central station. So this is what the Vegas loop... Boring and Tesla looks like. Going west? Yep, you can go number two. Awesome, thank you. Howdy. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Okay, you're going to ride with these two people. Perfect. Hi, how's it going? And here's our car. There we go. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, how's it going? Good, good. Wait, why is Elon's driver wearing a mask? We're just starting. Whoa, what if something bad happens in that tunnel? Awesome. Happy rainbow lights. Yeah, amazing. Just like that, you said a 20 minute walk. Just like that. Just like that. Love it. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Vehicles will go down, and they go down into the loop. By far, one of the coolest things at CES, and one of the things that you're going to see the most on TikTok and Instagram probably this year. What the fuck? That wasn't impressive. You could have just got a bus. It didn't even look like there was a lot of traffic on the surface, right? So they weren't like avoiding traffic down there. They could have just fucking got a bus. <laughs> the car could have just come and gotten them above ground. Because like, if you notice, that was like a one, like a skinny one lane tunnel. Like what happens if something happens down there? Like, what if for whatever reason, an emergency vehicle needs to get to one of the cars down there? They can't. Fucking death trap. My God, what that that's just a fucking death trap. Oh, that's that's what I saw. A death trap with bisexual lighting. And I swear to you, they could have just driven the car on the street. So uh apparently in California, somebody tried to light an immigration center on fire, and um, well, they did not succeed at lighting the immigration center on fire, but they uh managed to catch themselves on fire. Oh, 
Hey, why are you standing? These people are stupid. They're like you're standing right next to the gas that you just poured. Leave the gas can right next to you, too. <laughs> I lo Thankfully, nobody was hurt, and thankfully the fire didn't really catch the building. There's some damage to the building, but it, it you know. Anyway, that was, those people are dumb. Like, don't, if you're, like, don't use that. I don't know. You should have some way if you're, like, you shouldn't do what they were doing in the first place. But if you're going to use gasoline to light a fire, you should have some way to get yourself away from the, get your, get yourself and the gas can away from where the fire is going to be. Fucking public safety tip here from the Acoplex Media Studio. You should get yourself and the gas can away from where the fire is going to be. So, Let's go with uh, Matt Walsh, football understander. Let's consider football itself as a sport. Despite any rule changes or updates to the equipment, it is still a fundamentally violent sport. That's true. And, and, and that's what it always will be. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not. In but uh, like half of football fans are women, dude. In fact, it is a good and healthy thing. It is good that football is violent. It should stay violent. It is good to have violent sports. Okay? We should have violent sports. If anything, we should have more of them. Because a violent sport like football is, among other things, a relatively safe, relatively safe, and relatively productive outlet for male energy and aggression. Okay, there's a reason why many of the media articles being written and freaking out about football are being written by women. Because football is not, no matter what the NFL is trying to do, football is not for women. There might be some women who, who get into it, but it's not really for Half of football fans are women. For women. It's not for you. You don't understand it. You're not meant to understand it. This is actually a man's thing. You're wrong. Violent games have existed in every society going back to primitive times. They are a means of channeling and harnessing male aggression. He's just wrong. And uh, there, a lot of the articles are like a lot of like there are a lot of people with CTE. Um, Herschel Walker, who narrowly lost the election, looks, seems like he has CTE. And that's from all them times getting the blows to the head. And that's not good for you. That doesn't make you tough. It fucks your brain up. And then, like, as you get older, your quality of life goes down dramatically. So I, I feel like it's not anti-football in any sort of way to try to find ways to make the sport safer. They used to not wear helmets, or they'd wear little fucking leather helmets and shit. They didn't have pads. People were breaking their bones and shit all the time. Should we go back to that? I don't think so. Here's a more... More Tucker. This is Matt Taibbi on Tucker Carlson talking about the Twitter files. I didn't even read the Twitter files. Thought it was uh, at the beginning of this story. In in relative terms, Twitter is a smaller player. I mean, you have Facebook and Google that that dwarf it in size. I mean, uh, we've got to assume that those two companies are as penetrated as Twitter has been, don't we? Yes, and, and there's evidence for that. Uh, certainly, we've seen uh, that they had what they called weekly uh, or monthly industry meetings with the DHS and the FBI. 
and those included a, a number of companies, including Facebook, in some cases Wikipedia, Pinterest. Uh, there were a whole series of companies that were included in, in these communications. Um, how deep the penetration goes in, in those other companies, I can't say, but I do know that they had very close communications. And in Twitter's case, the number of requests that, that came in was really overwhelming. Your previous guest, Michael Schellenberger, talked about how they were uh, paid $3 million by the FBI. They were underpaid. They were doing so much work for the government in terms of uh, reviewing these documents that uh, they, they should have been compensated a lot more for their work. How can it be a free society or a democracy if law enforcement... And so, <clears throat> I could see valid reasons for federal, federal law enforcement, especially, and intelligence agencies to have lines of communication open, especially with social media companies. I don't know, Google and Wikipedia seem like outliers, but there may be other things going on there. Oh, people's Gmail, right? Of course, people's Gmail. And then Wikipedia, I don't know, they're probably telling the Wikipedia people to not tell you all the bad shit about the cia i think that's probably what the cia is doing but they also never did that because their job is the cia is for you us to not, what, what what what's wikipedia but i don't know i mean why wouldn't the fbi be trying to put their thumb on the scale at social media companies to get outcomes that the fbi wants the cops have done that at newspapers and other media outlets and the CIA and the FBI have been doing that to newspapers and other media outlets the whole fucking time. So why is it some revelation that the fucking FBI and the CIA are trying to influence what Twitter and what Facebook show you? I Who, who would be surprised by that? I can't imagine hearing that and being like, oh, this is shocking. I wonder, I wonder if it, is it happening at Facebook too? Yes, it's happening at Facebook too. It's just not happening in the conspiratorial way they say it's happening. It doesn't mean there's no fucking conspiracy, but it's like it, it's their their version of it is probably like fairly incorrect. So we got one last clip here that we're going to play on the podcast part, and we're going to go into red light. This is um, I wanted to run this video, but I can't. I can't run the whole video. Joe Rogan's people are incredibly litigious, and they will go after you for copyright if you uh, run any of his stuff in long form. Uh, and do commentary, like real-time commentary on it. So the best we can do is a couple clips. These clips are from the bad stats. They had, well, Joe Rogan had Brett Weinstein on, and they're going to, you know, you're going to smell each other's farts here for a minute. I could have been one of them. If I wasn't doing this fucking podcast, okay, if I was just a, a regular comedian and I that's what I did for a living and I didn't pay much attention to alternative media and podcasts that were discussing this and people like Peter, Peter McCullough or Robert Malone or all these people that were sounding the alarm, if I was one of those people that didn't have the access to these kind of conversations, I would not have a nuanced perspective. And if I had gotten vaccinated and other people didn't, I would be like, fuck those people. I would be just like people I know. 100 to 1, Joe is up to date on his vaccines. Oh, who I used to be friends with, who now hate me and are angry at me and talk shit about me online. And I forgive them because I would have been like them. If I had your kind of money, I'd forgive everybody for everything too. I didn't have the access to the kind of conversations that I've had. If I didn't have the kind of mindset that I have, that, that my personality that is just immune to bullshit when bullshit hits me i'm go oh i know what this is i grew up without a dad okay i don't uh, trust people I, I well but you sure trust the shit out of brett weinstein 
I think there's a lot of bullshit in the world. You know, I've had people try to do things to me. I've been in dangerous situations. I know people can be sketchy. There's sketchy fucking people out there in the world. And the people that haven't experienced that and don't have that, that perspective, I can understand why they formed the conclusions that they did. Because I could have been them. I 100% could have been them. But he, that's funny because he like has had like so many bullshit artists on his show and like just credulously believes what the bullshit artists he's had on his show say. He's not like, he's not like bullshit doesn't just wash off him like water off a duck's back. He jumps in it. He jumps right in that bullshit. That's like his brand is that no matter what kind of bullshit you come to him with, he's very, very likely going to just believe it or at least like act like you might have a point. And so here's Brett. Here's Brett talking about uh, how that they, that him and Joe have the strength to see through the lies on um, things like ivermectin. The matrix, which we, kind of are living in and kind of aren't living in is a virtual reality. What? And when you and I have the experience of going and looking at somebody's Twitter page and it's like they literally live on a different planet where up is down, that's because they're experiencing a kind of virtual reality that is not the same one that we're plugged into. And I think, you know, you and I are struggling to not be plugged into virtual reality, to trying to retain a grip on actual reality, which is hard as hell in this. That is a wild thing to go on fucking a very popular podcast and say is that the people who don't agree with you and me, they just actually live in a completely fabricated reality. Era. But there are those who have, you know, surrendered to the matrix the way uh, Cypher does in the film, right? Mm. They would just rather you know, not struggle against it because what are they going to do? The, the matrix was also an allegory about being trans and uh, these people don't like trans people, but that's, I guess that's not super, super important here. I don't like this idea that like, that they think that the, basically the scientific or medical consensus that those, the people who, uh, because we're not able to like research everything ourselves. Right. So we eventually have to trust somebody and like, they just basically saying that people who, trust the medical and scientific consensus on uh, what's going on with COVID or what has happened with COVID or we're all living in a fake reality. Like that the, the medical cons- medical and scientific consensus that we believe in doesn't even exist. And that's just not true. There is a consensus on these things. And most of the time the consensus goes against what Brett is saying. And it goes against what most of what Joe Rogan platformed. And so that's, it's, he kind of has it backwards. I think he's living in a, uh, Brett's living in a reality. But the thing is no force above Brett manufactured this reality. Brett manufactured it for himself. And maybe to some extent his, he suffers from some audience capture and his audience helped him manufacture it. Anyway, here's the last clip from uh, this. And then we're going to go into red light. More or less violently ejected out of my home tribe, right? The left and then was your tribe was not the left before the the fucking covid you were already doing culture worship from the right raced by many people who call themselves on the right and i found a tremendous amount of goodness over there people who who share values that i recognize from home right but what i admire is that you still are the same person 
you haven't uh, well, there's a few of us that have been ideologically captured by the other tribe and they embrace it and then change their opinion on, on so many things and done a complete 180 and, and it's audience capture right they're captured by these new people that have sort of embraced them oh, they're talking shit on Dave Rubin now their political philosophies and their social philosophies and they've sort of abandoned a lot of the things that they grew up with so they learned this shit from Sam Harris right because Brett, whenever he talks about culture war stuff, he's going after the culture war from the right. And then he will say, oh, but I hold these other values that I just don't talk about on my podcast. And it's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to think? Am I supposed to believe you that you say that you hold these other values that you don't talk about? Or am I just, should I just take you like on face value of what you are putting out there, what you are saying, who you are talking to, who you are platforming, who you're lifting up, who you're praising. And I think that my version of my my version of that is better and it's a better way to decide who's doing what and who's fucking pulling who's pulling weight for who you might get it wrong sometimes and the, brett may very well still believe that he's a progressive you know he might be for universal health care though i don't think he would be now universal health care would be fucking captured by the fuck same people who he thinks are living in an alternate universe or whatever so i don't know what he means when he says that um oh my tribe rejected me no you changed tribes dude your tribe, maybe when you were at the university, when you were a professor there, maybe your tribe was like the left or the center left or whatever. I'll, I'll give you that. But then as soon as you left Evergreen, when you and Heather threw that big fit and went on that media tour, you started be, your, your side became like kind of right-wing culture warriors, sort of the, the remnants of like the skeptic movement, the kind of leftovers from Gamergate, the sort of anti-SJWs. That was your tribe. But then when COVID hit, you discovered that there was a bigger tribe out there that you could join and that you could get to join your Patreon. And it was the anti-vaxxers. Now that's your tribe. Sounds to me like Brett be fucking switching tribes depending on whoever's writing the checks. I mean, whatever. If your goal is to fucking get rich being a talking head, that's, I guess, the one way to do it. But man, man, just not having any integrity and just being such a massive piece of shit that even Sam Harris doesn't want anything to do with you. My God god anyway thanks everybody for tuning in uh, we'll be back with red light i have some crazy stuff for the post game if you want access to the post game patreon.com slash echoplex five dollar level or higher and of course we don't actually pay wallet if you can't support with five bucks a month or you just don't want to you can always email us echo at echoplexmedia.com and i will send you a link to the video and the audio because what kind of monster is going to pay like pay wallet mp3 over five dollars we'll be right back
Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com.